Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the best bits of help I sexed my boss, Series 5, that went on forever. <laughs> I'm Jordan North and this is William Hanson. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us. We've not got a script, so we don't know what to do here. And also, we've (laughs) been off for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I'm a little bit rusty. God, we actually don't know. I can't do anything without a script in front of it. No. Um, I've really got into a place in the sun since. Wow, Series 6 can't come soon enough. So, since Series 5, every day at 3 o'clock, I watch a place in the sun. It was the home or away one today, where they decide if they want to stay in the UK or abroad. Um, and it's my little treat. So, Jordan, this is the sort work. of top quality content we should be saving for the next series. I try and work till um, three o'clock. Then I watch a place in the sun. Then I go for a walk. And my, my, where my mum and dad is in Spain was on there. Was it recently? Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's here, my mum and dad. So how yeah. wonderful. Well, look, the sixth series of Help I Sex with My Boss will be here. Thank not a moment too soon. This week is all about playing some of our favourite moments from Series 5. And as we know, Series 5 was so long. Too long. Too long. Oh, Oh. (laughs) We're going to give you two episodes of our best bits. I've listened back to this, and two things I've picked up on. Hmm. Um, We are very immature and giggly. We? I don't know what you mean. We turn everything into an innuendo. Um, mm. Second thing is, there's so many little digs you get at me that I don't even pick up on <laughs> during the recording. Like, so many passive aggressivisms from you. And I, I've just listened back to the best bits today. Apart from my horrible laugh, I, I, I do love oh, it. Oh, I, I have a terrible but, laugh as well, so don't worry. But you get so many little digs in. Well, someone's got to. Keep you grounded. Cast your mind back to the start of the series where I told you probably the most exciting thing that had happened to me to date, where I was sitting in a, in a private members club in London and walking past me was my former crush, we touched upon this one of our replays, Sean Mendes. Oh! You sat on something. Oh, I forgot. You need to tell us who you've seen oh. in the flesh. Yes, this right, is calm very down. exciting. Okay, Gene Divas, calm down. Are you ready? Deep breath. I'm sure people will be as excited as I was. 
But however many series we have, I have alluded to the fact that obviously, other than Mikey, um, the only man that I have eyes for is Sean Mendes. And I was sitting in a nice West London. Sat. I was sitting in a nice West London private members club. And genuinely, I was, and thankfully, I was with Mikey and our other friend Ben, not, not this one, the other one, the one I like. And uh, this, this very tall, dark haired figure walked past, and the three of us looked at each other and went, ah! And yeah, it was Shaw Mendes. In the flesh and blood. In the flesh, as, as far away that, that chair is to me now. And then do you know what happened? Obviously, I was literally, I mean, I could, my jaw. I wish I was there. I, I was so happy for Mikey you. Mikey followed him into the loo. Did he actually? Out of the two of us who would potentially follow Shaw Mendes into a loo, it was not me. Did Mikey see his witch? No, Shaw Mendes used a cubicle. But Shaw Mendes then came out, looked directly at me, and in that moment, he looked at me and went, I want stitches. <laughs> It's not Japan I want to get lost in, let's put it that way. Be honest. Mm. Lad talk here. Yeah. Right. Did you jizz a bit? No, but I remained seated for a while, let's put it that way. <laughs> I missed a meeting. You met Sean, I'm so I didn't happy meet Sha- for you. I didn't meet Sean Mendes, that is the next you stage You do forget, I've, I've met him, I've shook his hand and Yeah, you've given him, him bloody royal protocol advice, which completely negates any reason there is for me to ever see him. He was really nice. He's he's very handsome. I know he is. He smells good as well. He was in gym gear as well. (gasps) Did you see his bulge in his trackies? No, I did not see his bulge. You so seen his bulge in his trackies. Did you know? I was looking at his face because I'm a gentleman. Still can't believe you got to see Sean Mendes and his bulge. I didn't. Why are you obsessed with? I mean, well, let's just leave that one there. This next part of our best bits was something that I did not even want in here. If only you had mentioned that. Right. And to answer your question, I am not kinky. If anything, I've learned from this series of Help I've Sex With My Boss from some of the letters we've had in. I'm very vanilla. I don't know why I'm going to ask you this question, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway. Mm-hmm. Are you kinky? Because a few people, one person in particular, keeps messaging me, and I mean keeps messaging me on Instagram, asking if I know if you're kinky, because there have been several episodes last series where you would mention handcuffs. No, I know this is the... Right, so basically it's because I I mentioned putting your hand over... Oh, yeah, that and handcuffs. uh, And on air, I mentioned handcuffs. I said, I know my handcuffs, joking, and everyone texting going, oh, hang on. I did it on purpose, I knew what I was saying. Um, Makes a change. I mean, what a question to ask someone. Are you kinky? It depends. I've... What's your definition of kinky? <laughs> I've... <laughs> what have you done that's kinky? I've been tied up with a dressing gown belt. <laughs> what material was the dressing gown? <laughs> Silk? Cotton? Um... <laughs> Wool? Chain mail? Cotton. Cotton. What was tied up? (laughs) I'm not going to. Good Lord. (laughs) I don't know if we should... So is that your definition of kinky? I've been spanked. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder I'm not working anymore. 
Oh, come on, who hasn't? Well, me for a start. It's with a fly squat as well. It left a really a horrible... A fly squat? Fly squat, whatever it's called. It's a really horrible mark. Oh, my God, that's so unhygienic. Left a really horrible mark on my arse. Was this recently? No, recently we used... No, a... I don't actually want to know. Ping pong ball rack, and it really hurt. So in answer to it, yes, I'm kinky. What? No, I'm joking. A ping pong I'm, ball I'm joking. rack? What are they called? A bat for a ping pong. I haven't been... Sp- I, right, for what it's worth, I am joking. I've never been spanked. But I, I was once on holiday with my mates and my mate whacked me on the arse with a ping pong bat and it frigging hurt. But no, I wouldn't say I was kinky. I'm not vanilla. I don't want to... I'm, I'm a private person. I don't want to talk about my sex life. You have basically just have. And on we go to episode three and one of my favourite ever Jordan North stories. Something that happened whilst we were on tour in Glasgow. Jordan and I, to keep costs down, obviously, were sharing a room in most of the places that we went on tour in January. It was 12 quid a ticket, what do you expect? And we decided, we we were in Glasgow, we had a lovely show in Glasgow, and once We had a we, great tour, that seems like a lifetime ago now, that tour. Oh, yeah. I'm not just saying it, it was probably one of the best two weeks of my life. Anyway... We finished and I've the, done a season in Magaluf. We, we finished the Glasgow show, we got back to the hotel, we took off the stab vests, and we were chatting in the, the bar. <laughs> we didn't have stab vests. And we, we, it was got to midnight, and we were like, okay, night everyone, night night everyone, night night. And Jordan goes, oh, oh, my friend's, my friend's outside, he wants to meet me for a drink, do you want to come? And we're like, absolutely not, it's midnight, we've, we've got a tour to do, we're professionals. Off Jordan went... And he went and met his friend for a drink. Very nice. Jordan's the sort of person that can't say no. I can't. Especially if he's tied up. And he (laughs) then, off he went. And I said, look, don't be late. Don't don't annoy me by coming into the hotel room late. Well, at five past five a.m., Jordan bursts forth into our hotel room. And I will let Jordan tell the rest of this story. What time is it when I got in? 5.05. You had a face like thunder. I was incensed, but then you, when you came out of the bathroom, having freshened up, and you went, oh, I've had a nightmare, I've had a nightmare, and you told me the following story, it was then hard to be irritated with you off the back of this. I actually fell out of bed and laughed. He actually, he actually did fall out of bed. So I left some pub club at three o'clock in the morning, and I got in a taxi, and I said... Premier M, please, pal. And the guy was like, right, which Premier M, pal? I was like, uh, Premier in Glasgow. And he was like, right, there's about fucking 20, pal. And I was like, he's, um... Anyway, I was hammered, if you didn't know. That's the impression I was doing. And he took me to this Premier Inn. And I got to it. And I couldn't even get my key card in. And then I realised it was the, the wrong Premier Inn. So then I walked to the Premier Inn that I was staying in and I got in and I walked up the stairs because I don't do lifts. And what room were we again? 704. Was it 704? Do you remember the details? Yes, I remember 704. So we were in room 704. this entire trip is burned on my memory. So I I walked up the seventh floor because I don't do lifts and (laughs) my key card wouldn't work in the door. So uh, the guy from reception came up. He must have seen me on... The camera was like, is everything all right? I was like, my key card won't work. And he was like, oh, um, what's your name? And I said, 
Jordan North and he was like, oh, it's not under that name. I went, oh, William Hansen. I sobered up a bit by now. And he went, no, there's nothing here. And I was like, oh, I was hammered. And I was like, oh, it'll be the production company. I'm on a tour at the moment for a podcast. The production company's booked it and it would have been under their name. I'm, I'm sorry, I won't know what it is. He went, all right, fair enough. And he told me the name. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was like someone in the office of the production company that we don't know. They let me into the room. I walked in and as I walked in, <laughs> this middle-aged couple both just shut up out of bed. <laughs> like, one of this guy was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. They must have thought I was like, I could have been a mass murderer. So then... so then, and to be fair, your appearance doesn't help. So then the, the guy from reception... And security come up because they heard the commotion and he's like, right, out, out, you perf, out. And I was like, no, no. I was like, I'm genuinely mistaken. I was like, I am staying in the Premier Inn. It's just, it's not this one either. So I've been to two Premier Inns. This was the worst part, right? I'm screaming, security, they're trying to get me in the lift and I'm pissed. There are indeed about 20 Premier Inns in Glasgow. I'm pissed and worked up and I'm trying to explain to the guy that I, don't, I'm, I can't get in lifts, I'm claustrophobic. And they just think I'm wanting to roam round trying to get in other people's rooms. And he's like, in the lift! And I'm like, I can't get in lifts, I'm claustrophobic. I'll have a panic attack. To the point where I was clinging onto things with my hands. I was clinging onto a door and like a toddler having a tantrum, this security guard and this bloke had hold of my legs and they were trying to drag me down the corridor and I was just trying to grab things. I'm going, no, I'm not getting in the lift. I'm claustrophobic. Then, at one point, I had both my legs on the lift door, like my legs out like a fork to stop myself from getting in the lift. <laughs> Sorry to that couple that woke up. Sorry to the security guard. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're listening. And also, as well, um, what really pissed me off the most is I got out of the club and the Premier Inn was literally across the road from it, so I didn't even need to get in a taxi. People think we make stories up about you, in that that you're actually not this stupid, but you know you are. So that was what happened in the Premier Inn. Also, I feel like I should mention, I wish you could just see William's face when I got in. It was like we were a married couple. He was there with his, with his rollers in, face cream on. <laughs> Nighty. It wasn't face in cream. Bed. Arms crossed. Where have you been? <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> During lockdown at the start, I decided to get creative. I mean, now I can barely get my ass off the settee. <laughs> but at the start, I was creative and I decided to write a sitcom all around <laughs> a picky teeth. Now, when I wrote this sitcom, I actually thought it was decent. But then William read an extract of it out on the podcast and I realised, putting it bluntly, that it was shit. What I particularly like about this, and I didn't realise this until I listened back to this Best Bits edit, was the music that was put underneath. I must have completely missed that the first time round, because when it was uh, when it was sent to us for her approval, it was what we call a, a dry uh, mix, and then the, the music makes it even funnier. I love this music. I want it as my ringtone. Here it is. Do you prefer it dry? Just play the clip. Here we go. This is, this is the first page. Int, which means interior. 
Boardroom. Afternoon. Reese is at a big table surrounded by ten other serious and important looking colleagues. His phone lights up. We see a text from Mum. He discreetly opens the message. It reads Picky tea tonight. <laughs> Reese loses himself in the moment and does a fist pump. The entire boardroom turns to look at him. Reese to everyone, this is the first bit of dialogue. Sorry. I got texts from my mum. We're having a piggy tea tonight. Everyone is still staring at him. Reese continued. A piggy tea is like a buffet, but with the bits left over from the freezer. And well, it's my favourite tea. Karen, the boss, late 40s, clears her throat. So, like I was saying, the trajectory for this quarter is looking solid. In fact, we might do better than expected. Reese sinks into his chair. Interior. Graham's office. Afternoon. Graham is typing away on his computer. His phone buzzes. Message from Wendy. Picky tea tonight. He jumps up from his chair in celebration. Graham. Come on, get in. <laughs> Jordan, who are your inspiration for Wendy and Graham? And who is Reese? Is Reese you? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm red. This is page three. Interior. Wendy and Graham's kitchen. Late afternoon. Dancing away to Whitney Houston music in the background, Wendy is preparing a picky tea. On the table we see plates and trays full of random bits of beige food, waffles, onion rings, hash browned, scotched eggs, mini sausages, olives and turkey (laughs) dinosaurs. Reese comes running in. Oh my god, this looks amazing! Wendy looks so pleased with herself. Wendy to the home audio device. Alexa, turn Whitney off. Alexa turns herself off. Reese, Mum, you're a legend. I mean, it's it's got jeopardy. I thought it was good at the time. It's friggin' awful. It's shite. I'm not stupid. If you're still with us listening to our best bits, then thank you. This next bit is me, Jordan Levi North giving William Hansen a bit of advice for once, I am asking him to listen to me for once in his life. Well, you're not going to believe this. I've sadly got rid of our Christmas tree as well. What? <laughs> it's April. <laughs> I know the Christmas tree are in back garden. Oh, hold the line. What's that? That's my doorbell. It's a parcel. Are you fucking joking? Say that to delivery drivers. <laughs> and people genuinely think that William Hansen makes it up. Producer Ben's just said in my ear, William's not going to make it through this episode. He's going to be absolutely battered. Oh, he's here. <sighs> Darling. Yes? Please don't tell delivery drivers to come through your back passage. Please. That's how you get, that's how you get in. Look, You've helped me with a lot of things in life. I, I, I feel like I've learned a lot from you. You can learn a lot from me. Please don't tell delivery drivers to come through to your back passage. Okay. Okay. It's for your own good. Uh, then we come on to episode six. And actually, we don't have a uh, best bit from episode six because Jordan's microphone broke, which was, again, yeah, another yeah. recurring theme, a strand we didn't want recurring. It was second only to Wilfred and Justin in terms of irritating strands during series five. Your microphone failed. 
Um, then on to episode seven and Rob's question about not being able to handle the D. Well, some variety of D, the less popular version. And this question is from Rob. Dear William and Jordan. Hello, Rob. I have been in a relationship with my wonderful boyfriend of nearly five years. However, during lockdown, we have started having some problems. To put it politely, my boyfriend has a hefty... Dubonnet. Jordan. It's about the size of a pint can of Stella. For William, if we were talking about a bottle of champagne, as an average, we'd be getting on for a Jeroboam. A what? A Jeroboam. It's a big size of champagne. Oh my God! What? What? (laughs) I'm actually... My mouth is wide open here. I presume... I presume it means the neck and not the bottle end. While I've been very happy with the situation up until now, I'm finding it's getting a bit much now we're spending so much time at home. I fear that if we continue as we were, we might end up doing the opposite of the government's advice, and I could actually end up becoming a burden on the NHS. (laughs) Oh, God. What is the etiquette for making suggestions of other things we can do in the bedroom? Or should I just put up and shut up, so to speak? Very much looking forward to seeing who is better qualified to respond. Kind regards, Rob. Jordan, I've got this one. I was just going to say plenty of lube and poppers, but... If you want to... <laughs> if you want to come in there, William, crack on. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Deep breaths. And maybe just say you've got a headache. Um, could you not say let's? I, I mean, I don't know how to even answer this. Oh my god, I'm just thinking a Stella can up you. Well, I don't better, actually know what a Stella can looks like. I'd better be like throwing a hot dog sausage down Mersey Tunnel once he's done. You use that joke all the time about horses. I don't, right, okay. Seriously, if the Lubin poppers aren't working, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to start there, doing there other are, stuff. Yes. Do you know what you can't beat? Bit of dry umping. And then Rob's question very much set the tone for another one of our listener questions in episode nine. This next question is from Chris. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben. For God's sake. I've returned to my family home for lockdown as my university asked for students in halls to leave if they could. I mistakenly left my dildo and numbing lube <laughs> usually reserved for larger sizes but hey ho what I've, is happening this series and i've not been able to travel back to collect it <laughs> not been able to walk back which satan <laughs> now that my family have developed a tradition of watching each other open post oh my so god where was this going <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're in my family. Every year we sit down and watch each other put a dildo up our ass. Sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, it's just a thing we do. My mum goes first, and my dad and then me. Yeah. Now that my family have developed a tradition of watching each other open post from the socially distanced delivery person, I'm not sure how I'm meant to order replacements without them knowing. So my question is, how can I discreetly order a dildo... Or what other phallic-shaped devices should I use? I'm guessing I would have to find them from around the house. 
Thank you right. for your advice, Chris. P.S. Sorry, William and Jordan, but the gays would probably fancy producer Ben over you two. Well, Chris, clearly you're suffering from delusions. Can we first of all decide here and now that we should name the title of the episode, Help, How Do I Order a Dildo in Lockdown? If dildo is in the title, I'm not sharing it to my socials and I'm just, I'm just saying that now. Oh, this is what we have every week. Gene, we come up with a good title and bloody Fanny Craddock there is like, oh no, I can't, I'll lose work. You're never going to work again after this podcast. <laughs> well, my biggest take home from that letter, and I don't know about you, is that there's such a thing as numbing lube. I didn't know that either. No. What are you on Amazon for? William, what? Get I'm, off, wondering, get I'm off wondering Amazon. whether I should have a little Google. <laughs> Just out of interest. Right, my advice is that you crack on and order your, your dildo and numbing lube. And oh, my God. A week before you order it, you start getting your post oh and go, hey, don't God. open my post. Don't read my post. Is Jordan, that... I'm just sending you a few things. Oh, my word, look what I found. What have you sent me? I mean, it all goes on. I don't think we can... <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't say it. Jesus Christ. <gasps> He's got off his arm in there! Ultra lubricating, slightly, slightly numbing. I'd want it fully numbing if it were going... Oh, my God. It's up to his elbow. That's just the cover. And, Re- and per- perhaps my favourite one. It, just- actually, it actually says here, relaxes the anus for easy penetration. <laughs> You can't say that one out loud. <laughs> it's not. It's a food supplement. <laughs> Flavour enhancing drops. How, I'm a very naive man. I mean, I like a dressing gown belt, but... My advice is order yourself some uh, numbing lube cream, um, whatever, and also tell your family to stop opening your post because your post is private. And uh, look after yourself. Be careful. Um... Stay safe. I mean... Wow, Chris. Still can't believe that. Numbing lube. It, I mean, I, I genuinely didn't know it was a thing. Mm. Now I've got boxes of the stuff, but... Really? <laughs> no! We could have a numbing lube party, right? I, I don't want about no. this when I, was, when I was listening back to it, you know that game where you put the dentist thing in your mouth, the, the gum shield? I did that once, and you and then it got thrown out. What? <laughs> you know where you have to put the, the shield in your mouth? The gum shield? And, yeah, and you have to say a sentence. It's a game, isn't it? Everyone was doing it a few years ago really? at Christmas. Okay. We could do that with numbing lube. We could put numbing lube in our mouth. I don't think the numbing like... lube is meant to go on your mouth. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Producer Ben <laughs> has very helpfully chipped in with a comment as to where numbing lube's supposed to go. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Next is a story about my dad having a bit of a problem this is, with a shoebox. This is disgusting. Right, and the reason why I got talking about this is because a listener wrote in saying that she got short court and had to have a poo in her boyfriend's Sorry, garden. did you just say short court? <laughs> did I? Yes, you did. Did I? Oh, God. She got short court. She got caught short in a... Was it a boyfriend's garden? Possibly. Uh, yeah, or someone she was on a date with. Yeah, someone she was on a date with. And basically, she had to, she had to have a poo in his garden. <laughs> and I told her, don't worry, you're not the only person to do that. My older brother did this, right? He once came round to our house when he was in the army. We didn't. Oh, he once came round to surprise us, but we were all out, and he really needed a poo, so he pooed in a shoebox that was in the bin outside. And um, my dad, <laughs> I mean, no, I've never told... surprises me. I've never told anyone. My dad then, a couple of days later... <laughs> oh, Jordan. I'm crying. I've never told anyone this. My dad, a couple of days later, went out to flatten the recycling and he just stamped on the shoebox and he had flip-flops on and all the poo went in between his toes. <laughs> so he... He come in the house screaming, saying to me, Mum, Wendy, who's shit in a shoebox outside? And my mum went, oh, it'll be a dog. And my dad went, oh, a dog? And it'll wipe its ass with paper and put the lid back on? Don't talk stupid. For about three months, we didn't know who pooed in the shoebox outside. Every time one of my friends would answer the door, he'd go, did you shit in a shoebox outside in my garden? And my mates... They'd be like, no, it weren't me, Graham, honestly. And then we finally mentioned it again in passing. And my brother went, oh, that were me. And my dad went, you what? He went, yeah, i come round to the house uh, to see if you were in, but none of you were there. So to Anonymous, I'd keep it to yourself. And it sounds like you're really struggling with it inside, knowing you did this. <laughs> don't worry, it's probably more common than what you think. I mean, I really don't think it is. Do you not? I think it's in very select... Parts of the Northwest. I completely forgot about that. So yeah, I wish you had. I I still can't believe it. I've never told anyone that story. But yeah, now you've shared it with our listeners. 
Uh, it was part of your worldly experience, although not so worldly that you actually genuinely thought that some of the Scandinavian countries have two less hours in their day. We live in Finland. Ah, hyper. We live in Finland, where working from home is still recommended until September. We have been in each other's company 22-7. 22-7? On app, maybe they have shorter days. And yeah, oh, do on they? Average no since... way, would they say 22-7? Because it's shorter, like we say... No, I mean, I, no, Jordan... I mean, when I said I think they have shorter days, that was a joke. Every country has 24 hours in a day. Yeah, but it gets darker in... Yes, no, but they still have 24 hours in a day. Yeah, but... It was, it was a joke. I know it gets darker, that's why it was a joke. Yeah, but in Iceland, their days are shorter because sometimes they only have, like, an hour's daylight. Oh, I'm being thick as I'm totally with you. Honestly, I mean, in your education, you were too busy staining pieces of paper with tea bags. I mean, I was actually doing useful things. <laughs> right, just listening back to that again, uh, I am cringing at that. 22-7. I wasn't thinking straight, and I'd been in the house a long time, and yes, just to clarify, no matter where you are in the world, we all have 24 hours in a day. And how many days of the week? Seven. Uh, Next is, for once, me not doing an impression. It's William doing an impression of Camp Young Jordan. Yes, in episode 11, we introduced a new character, which is Camp Young Jordan, which is when he was a young boy, he may have been a little bit camp around the house. So he would ask his mum for a squirt and a wipe. Here's the clip. I'm going to sound very William Hansen here, but in school, I think it was in year nine, year ten, I went to stay at a friend's house for a sleepover. And his house was scruffy. I remember it, it. Even now, you could still smell the cat piss. And he, he was a lovely lad. I had to ring my mum to come and pick me up. In like the middle of the night, because I just couldn't sleep in there. It was horrible. And what did you say? I just said, "I'm." It's absolutely filthy with dust, mum. It's <laughs> from top to toe filthy. Oh my god! I love your impression of young me. <laughs> Camp Young Jordan. Camp Young Jordan's great. It's just disgusting. All day I've just wanted to run around with a mop and have a squirt and a wife. <laughs> so there you have it. You've been listening to some of the best bits from Series 5 of Help Us Sex and My Boss. The second best bits will be with you on Friday. To hear brand new episodes first, subscribe to Help I Sex at My Boss on your usual podcast app. And hit follow on Twitter and Instagram. We're at SextedMyBoss. Don't forget, tickets for our upcoming live shows and exclusive G&D merch can be found on our website, sexandmyboss.com. If you want to come to a live show, make sure you get yourself some tickets because they are selling out fast. And pour yourself a G&D and get yourself ready for the sixth series of Help I Sex and My Boss. Is that a spot behind my ear there? Can you I don't that? want to know. If I come closer to camera... Yeah, I'd get, that, I'd get oh, that checked out. Is that, is that red? Even when we're on a budget, nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.